Hey, Rainbow Up Village, Cicely Majid here, CEO, National Director and Pageant Coach of Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services. And this is my inner beauty tip for Friday, December 24th, wait, 23rd. This is the 22nd. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, December 22nd, 2023. Um, I did not get the opportunity to do this yesterday, so... I am doing it today. <laughs> and this is my last inner beauty tip for 2023. So next year we'll be doing, I'll be starting again in January and with brand new stuff to talk to you guys about. Youth, 13 through 24 year old, this is mostly for you. If any adults are listening, I hope these inner beauty tips help you bring out your inner beauty and squash the ugly stuff that we do to each other and ourselves so that we can be beautiful people and we can, um, you know, attract people to us who really want to be around us and want to express love to us and like us. You know, we want to be likable. <laughs> I just said that last time. Um, so today I want to talk to you guys about being ashamed. <laughs> now, be ashamed. It's important that we are ashamed because that is going to allow you to do the right thing. Um, so let's talk about that. So you remember when you were a little girl, a little boy, and you're, you know, you got into trouble and we always get into trouble when we're kids. <laughs> um, and your mom or your dad said, you know, you shouldn't have done that, Bobby or Susan. You should be ashamed of yourself. <clears throat> and you have this little sad look on your face and you, you know, you put your head down and you walk away and you're, you're sad and you're hurt because, you know, they, they pointed the finger at you. They're blaming you for something. You did something you shouldn't have done. <laughs> so you feel ashamed and they're making sure that you do. And that's a good thing. That's a good parenting um um, tip actually is to um, make sure that your kids understand that if they make a mistake, if they do something wrong, that shame, the guilt should be there. Um, uh, however, you don't want to hold on to it. And when kids don't, you know, they just go back and they, it's over and they start playing again, you know, which is great. And that's how we should actually do as we get older. Um, and become adults. And unfortunately, we don't do this. And this is why we have addictions and all kinds of crazies, problems and relationship issues, um, because we hold on to it. And kids don't do that. Um, <clears throat> there's another story about this. Um, I heard about this woman who uh, she had a husband in the military and he died suddenly. And uh, she got pissed off. You know, when people die, when we lose them, they get angry. They You get hurt. That's a normal um, part of uh of um, grieving. And so she was really hurt. And so she started to talk to herself and she wasn't really talking to herself. She was talking to her husband and every day, all day long, she's just fussing at him about this, fussing at him about that, you know, on and on and on and on and on as if he was still there, you know? And, um, some people were around her, I, I guess, and she lived in um, a house with other people in it. And she was talking to, uh, she was talking to herself and the woman, uh, some of the women were gossiping about her. And um, I said, well, this is a normal story. This happens, you know, you, you hear people, especially if they're, you know, like you, you see somebody walking around and they look like they're crazy and they're talking and talking and talking to themselves. I've encountered people like that. I know everybody has. Um, you think they've lost their mind. And sometimes those people are pretending, you know, for with the psychology background, I know that they, people do that to protect themselves. Um, it's a, you know, a protective mechanism. So, but this woman was talking to her husband and they didn't know this. And so they started gossiping about her and talking about her behind her back and saying, you know, don't you shut up? 
up. You know, you don't need to talk loud and, you know, you're disturbing everybody. And she was hurt. And um, she did. She just ignored him and she kept on on doing it. Come to find out later that she they found out she was talking to her husband and um, they felt guilty. They felt ashamed because they didn't know. And this is kind of how it happens in life when people go through things or people act a certain way towards us and we don't understand why they're acting that way. We might just judge them right off the bat don't know what what they're going through and we just think you know you're crazy or you're stupid or you're you're mean or you're you're racist or you're cruel or you're you know you're just an ugly person you you know you're you're arrogant you know and you start to judge people because this is what you see you're taking them at face value and uh and when you find out later what's going on then you start to feel that shame so what we really need to do is to kind of be mindful of stuff like that and not, you know, judge people right away because we don't know what people are going through. Everybody has a struggle on this planet. Everybody has something going on in their life that is, you know, hurting their heart. Something bad happened to them. Nobody on this planet is having living a life. Even people who are loaded, you know, with tons of money, um, celebrities, rich people live in, you know, Beverly Hills or in the hills and they got these fancy mansions. They're going through stuff too. <laughs> they have issues. Um, and people forget about that stuff. And so they, you know, you, you see stuff and you judge people and then, you know, you ignore it. But if we take time to remember a Remember this, that people have issues and that they're going through things and that, you know, nine times out of ten, what people do to us negatively is not about us. It's about them. Then, you know, we can start saying, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And then you feel a little guilty, you feel the shame, and you work through it. So let me go through this, what I mean about um, be ashamed. So first of all, let's talk about the definition of shame. It is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. So let me break that down a little bit. So a painful feeling of humiliation or distress. So youth, when you're under the age of 25, you know, you know, I've ingrained this in you almost every day. Your prefrontal cortex in your brain is not fully developed. So that means that is your executive function. You know, like an executive assistant at a, at, a, at the job at a job. You know, in a corporate office. You know, they're making these major decisions. You know, they have to uh, make sure this is working. They got to get funding in. They have to uh, make sure that you know the staff is is intact and um, that operations is is working to full capacity. They have to make these executive decisions. And so, when we become twenty five, that's when we start to make those executive decisions. We start to think before we speak, think before we act, and um. Uh, before that, you don't understand the consequences of your behavior. So that means if you do something negative or bad, you know, you're just like, whatever, you know, or I'm not wrong or uh, everything's going to be fine, you know, and you don't really think it through. So when you have a painful feeling of humiliation or distress caused by the consciousness of guilt, wrong or foolish behavior, that means that you're feeling guilty. You've got some shame there. And though you, you know, you do feel shame and you do feel guilt, you happen to hold on to it because you feel a little, you, you're going through all these emotions and your hormones are going crazy. However, it doesn't hit you the way it hits an adult uh, because an adult knows, you know, they, they've got that executive function and they're like, hey, 
I, I screwed up here. But they don't want people to know. <laughs> so we hide it. But you don't hide it because you guys just want your emotion. You know, you got stuff going on. You want to be heard. You want to be seen. You don't hide it. So this painful feeling of humiliation or distress is important. You need to feel it. You need to know that, you know, oh, God, I'm humiliated. Oh, my goodness, I did something wrong. I am consciously aware of making that mistake. It was wrong. It was foolish behavior. Oh, my gosh. That's important. You have to feel that to be uh, an overall healthy, mentally well person. Um, so shame starts the internal healing process of every, and everything is a process. So um, you can't swallow your guilt. So this is what a lot of people do. And this is mostly adults. And, you know, some youth do it as well. It kind of depends on how you process things. You don't want to swallow your guilt because if you do, you become depressed, you become addicted to something and you become silent. So that swallowing, just like when you eat something and you're, you know, let's say you're eating eggs this morning and you, you chew it up and you swallow it and you're digesting it. It, it goes down, you know, through the process of digestion, which is another process. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, it's done. It's coming out in your, your poop, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's it. It's over. When you swallow things, it's just, it's not there anymore. So you're not looking in the toilet trying to find that egg. I know that's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to gross anybody out, but you're not looking for it anymore. It's gone, right? Um, which means you haven't really gone through any steps of thinking about, I messed up, you know, how can I, what can I do to fix this? Uh, so if you swallow that guilt instead of processing it, then, then that means that you're not releasing it properly because, you know, it's not normal waste. So what we have to do is we have to go through an internal healing process and we have to take some time to deal with what we're feeling, to deal with what we're going through, to deal with why this happened and why that, that happened, and then um, find a way to deal with it. And uh, that means that if you swallowed it and ignored, if you're ignoring it, then you, you can't do anything about it because that's like swallowing your food. You're ignoring the process of of elimination, you, you, it just happens naturally. It's involuntary. Um, so you don't want to swallow it. So here are some things that cause shame. Um, uh, I have a list of this here, it's really bad stuff here. <laughs> um, so murder, of course, if you kill somebody, you're going to be ashamed, hopefully. Uh, rape, molestation, violence, uh, theft, if we steal from somebody betrayal or treachery, you know, breaking somebody's trust or heart, gossip, you know, defamation of character, making up stories about people, um, lying, slander, libel, cheating, ignoring people can cause shame, dismissing feelings of other people can um, cause you to feel shame, plotting and scheming against somebody, uh, interfering with somebody's life. I watch a lot of Lifetime movies where, you know, some people are at a business and uh, let's say a marketing company, which is usually people compete advertising, you know, they got to come up with this advertising um, gig and uh, just really blow people away. And, you know, they have to have the skit, they have to have it right, it has to, to sound good, it just has to be good in a commercial, and they spend so much money doing this, and so that's why there's so much competition there. And sometimes, you know, in these Lifetime movies, you see these people interfering in other people's, you know, 
project or something and they're like jealous of them and you know i hate this person you're not going to win i'm going to win and they deliberately interfere and that can cause shame manipulation what about that one we manipulate people you know you feel ashamed if you're consciously aware of what you're doing um and then think about the seven deadly sins we've got sloth we've got wrath greed, envy, lust, pride, gluttony, all of these things can cause shame if we indulge in them. Um, irresponsibility. If you're not a responsible person, you can be a, a feeling really shameful and guilty about that. Impulsive behavior causes shame and addictions cause shame. And um, human nature responds unkindly to ourselves and to shame. And this is kind of what happens when we don't process it when we don't feel it and then we don't go through the motions and go through how to deal with it and and um actually do something about it so people become suicidal you know they they think about it and they they feel it but they swallow that guilt and it's just like ah, oh, i don't you know i don't know what to do and then they kill themselves and then there's self-hatred you hate yourself so bad that you just don't you, you don't want to deal with life you know or people anymore and you you know you hate yourself you say i hate myself every day all day long i've worked with lots of youth who've done that and adults do the same thing depression can cause can be a result of um when we respond unkindly to ourself and shame self-harm people cut themselves um you know you become addicted to stuff and this is to soothe the pain of the guilt and the shame and you just you know start drinking you take drugs you're smoking weed all day long and you know you or you're promiscuous or something like that or you watch porn you get addicted to porn um, you become silent and you crawl into yourself and you don't want to talk anymore you don't have nothing to say you're scared um, uh, you break your own heart. <clears throat> so you might just avoid people that you really want to spend time with, avoid activities that you used to do, um, avoid family members because you feel guilty, um, hurting or blaming others. You start to take it out on somebody else and then you find a punching bag and you punch, 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 punch. Um, we also project our emotions onto other people. Again, you know, that's kind of like blaming as well. But you might feel, you know, a certain thing and then you just kind of throw it onto somebody else and, you know, make them feel like it, it's their fault or make them feel like they're feeling it. And they're like, what are you projecting to me for? What the heck, you know? Um, so we do that as well. And this is also about guilt, <laughs> you know, holding on to that guilt and saying, I, I feel guilty about something I did horribly. I'm not dealing with it. I'm not going to deal with it. I don't know what to do. So this is what I'm going to do. Um, so there's this movie. So I actually, you know, this is my last week of doing my week ahead audios or my rainbow drops news. So I will not be able to tell you guys about a movie next week that I watched recently. So I'm going to tell you right now, but I'm going to give you um, a short version of it because this movie has a lot to do with guilt and shame. So this woman, this is on the Freebie app and the movie is called The Student. I highly recommend it. Great movie. Um, the, so what happens is, you know, this, there's a teacher or a professor. These kids are in college and she's in, they're all trying to be attorneys. So they're in a, a ethics class they're in law school and she's teaching them about ethics. And she's talking about how you need, you need to um, use wisdom and 
think things through and do the right thing and make sure that you're not a shady lawyer and that you're following the code of conduct. And uh, she just goes through this whole spiel with the students about what they have to do to make sure that they are following the code of conduct. And this can be anything, you know, she's talking about stuff in, in life, you know, where you have to have ethics, be, have ethical behavior wherever you go. And that's just integrity, thinking before you act and before you speak speak. Um, so anyway, so she's a professor and she's talking to them in this ethics class and she's got one student in there who gets straight A's. He's on a scholarship. So he has to, you know, keep these grades up. And if he doesn't, he loses his scholarship. So he's got straight A's and his, his dad ended up dead. And you find out what happened to him. His dad killed himself in prison. He hung himself because he went to prison, but he was wrongly accused. And what happened was the the, the teacher, you find out the, the professor is the attorney that put him behind bars. So it's really crazy um, how, you know, the student happened to end up in her class. And so he's living at home with his mom. Uh, well, no, he doesn't actually live at home. He just goes home to eat, but he, he stays at this... Um, this place that his dad got him with his friend. But he, you see this scene where he's at home eating dinner with his mom and his stepdad. And his stepdad is the brother of his dad. And so they hate each other. They're getting in this argument and he's, you know, like, well, how could you marry my mom two weeks after my dad died and everything, all this. And um, so they have this crazy dynamic in the, in the family. Um, but what happens is the teacher is taking these pills because she's feeling all this guilt. She remembers and you see these scenes where she wakes up, you know, she's lying next to her fiance and she wakes up um, in a cold sweat because she's having these nightmares and she's remembering putting this innocent guy behind bars. And she did what happened was she found some some information out and she dismissed the information to set him free because she was a prosecuting attorney and you know prosecuting attorneys they want to win so she did not release the information she did not tell anybody and so he ended up going to prison and he hung himself and so that kind of guilt got to you know really hold on to you really eat you up inside. And so she's taking these pills to try to deal with it. And I'm thinking like, wow, she's not dealing with it at all. You know, she's taking pills to, to, you know, to sleep and to, you know, figure out her next day and her next move and to get on with life. And she's not getting on with life. She's holding on to something. This innocent man is dead because of her, because she put him away. And so the, the boy, um, he is trying to get good grades and he makes a mistake and I think he plagiarized something and she found out and she's talking to him. She's like, we're in an ethics class. You know, you made a mistake. You can't plagiarize this. You can't do that. You know, you're going to get a horrible grade. And he's like, well, I got to keep my straight A's. I'm tired. I didn't, you know, I haven't slept and I'm working and my stepdad, this and that. And, um, she's like, well, I'm sorry. You're just going to get a bat. You're going to get an F. You have to fail. And so he gets real pissed off and, you know, she has to talk to the dean of the school and try to figure out what to do. And the dean's like, you're, you know, you got to think about ethics. This is what you're doing. And then, um, she remembers what she did, but she's not really saying anything about it. She's blaming the boy. And so uh, later on, you see the scene where, so later on, you see the scene where 
um, the friend is talking to him, his best friend's talking to him, and he's like, I got to figure out what to do. I can't get this, you know, I can't fill this class. I'm going to lose my scholarship, and then I'm out of school. And so the guy's, well, let's find some dirt on her. We can find something. There's got to be something. So they start researching her, and he finds what she did. He finds out that this is the attorney that put his dad behind bars, and she did not, you know, give that information out. And so he's going out. So he says, oh, my God. She's talking about ethics, and she's talking about, you know, integrity and doing the right thing, and she didn't do the right thing. And so he's, you know, pissed off and he confronts her and he plots to kill her and I'm not going to tell the whole movie in case you want to go see it it's called The Student <laughs> um, but anyway what I the reason why I was wanted to talk about that movie is because that guilt that she was feeling that shame about what she did she didn't call the, the family she didn't you know say hey I need to meet with you and I apologize um, for making this mistake you know she just carried on with life and because of that, and I mean, you know, some people might be saying, well, what else is she supposed to do? She loses her, her, you know, her jurisprudence and she can't practice law anymore. She can't be a professor, you know, and then she has to go do something else. And, you know, that can happen. And that is a possibility when we make a mistake like that. But there's also the possibility that none of that could have happened. Maybe people would have, you know, felt compassion for her and said, well, hey, you made a mistake. Okay, attorneys make mistakes and we're going to, you know, dismiss it. Maybe you can, you know, make the family feel better by apologizing. And she says, okay, I'm going to meet with the family. I'm going to apologize to them. I'm going to um, support their goals. I will pay for your son's college education, you know, because your dad, his dad is dead now. You know, I'm sorry for what I did. If she was mindful about that, she would not be taking the pills. She would not be stressed out and having these crazy nightmares at night. She would not be worried about, you know, her her career as an attorney or as a professor at this college. And she wouldn't have to worry about, you know, anybody finding out about it and t talking bad about her. Not, well, that's not true. People will still do stuff like that. But she would probably feel a little more peaceful inside because she processed her shame. She was ashamed. And she said, you know what? I'm going to do something about it. And she did. So that's why I wanted to talk to you about that movie, because that's kind of how we should do it. And we don't do it that way. Um, so why should we be ashamed? It will guide you to an apology, first of all, if you process it. And I'm going to do an exercise at the end of this um, inner beauty tip so that I can teach you and show you um, how I process shame. Because I have you know, shame and guilt, too, of course. Um, so it will guide you to an apology. Um, it will help you understand yourself and your emotions. And this one is for men mostly because men, you guys, males, you do not process emotions properly. You are afraid of emotion. When a girl cries, you want to run for the hills. Why are you crying? Stop. <laughs> you don't want to deal with it. And that is because society has ingrained in the male that emotions and crying is not cool. That's not masculine. You're, you're a little prissy. You're a little girl, you know, you're punk. If you cry, this is not true. Um, I know somebody, um, close to me who is a very emotional male and he's very brave to just let out these emotions. He's, he's brave, you know, sometimes it might be a little too much, but other times when I hear him cry or I know he's hurt, 
and he lets it out and he knows something bad happened, I'm like, wow, this, he's okay. And he knows I know, you know, he knows that, you know, there's somebody there who sees me crying and I'm okay with that. And that's brave. I think that's powerful. And I think that's masculine too, because you have to be able to process, I mean, be able to understand those emotions and let them out. Um, however, males don't do it that way, you know, and, and, you know, crying isn't the only thing we can do. We have to be able to find an outlet. There's also a scene in this movie where the guy was so angry, this boy, you know, after he found out what the teacher did, he's in the garage and he's punching a real punching bag, like a boxing bag. And I'm like, oh, way to go, you know, but then later he wants to kill her. And I'm like, oh, why did you do that? You know, because that action right there lets out emotions. It just, you know, releases all of that pent up energy and you feel okay. You don't need to go call Susie and say, Hey, booty call. I need, I need you to come over and we need to do some stuff because I'm angry, you know, or I'm hurt. Um, you don't always have to run to sex and this is what men do. They run to sex. And I know you don't want to hear, you don't want to hear me say that. <laughs> it's fine. You do your thing. But this is the truth. This is why you do it because of, um, your emotions. You don't know how to process them and you don't know what else to do when you want to express how you feel. So you have sex. Um, and that's okay. But to the extreme and excess and always trying to find somebody because you're upset or you're hurt or you're angry or you're sad or you're bored, that's not processing emotions. So when you feel the shame and when you feel these emotions and you go through steps to process them, and we all can do this, women do it, females do it, not all of them, you know, but we have to think about stuff like that so that we can get along with each other better. And males aren't looking at females as sex objects all the time. You know, if I get pissed off, I'm going to go to her. I'm going to hook up with her. I'm going to call her, you know, instead I'm going to go hit that punching bag. I'm going to go, you know, um, shoot some hoops at the, at the park. Um, I'm going to go get on my skateboard and go to the skate park. Um, I'm going to get on my computer and I'm going to write. Um, I'm going to call somebody. And I'm going to do some exercise. I'm going to go to the gym, you know, stuff like that. That's good. That's positive. Um, and I'm not saying sex isn't positive. Sex is beautiful. Sex is wonderful. It's fun. It feels good. It is positive. But when we use it as a way to release our emotions all the time, then it becomes something negative and you're hurting somebody. You're not expressing love to them. You're saying, I hate myself. I hate what I did. You lay down. You need to feel what I did. And that's not right. Um, so that's what I mean by that. <clears throat> so, Feeling shame, why we should be ashamed, is you help. it helps you understand yourself and your emotions. Next, it leads you to a higher level of consciousness. So then you become mindful of the things that you do, mindful of coming how you come off to other people. Thinking about, um, you know, I, I made a mistake, and instead of, you know, swallowing the guilt and not doing anything about it and becoming silent, you can say, okay, listen, this is, this is not cool. I screwed up, and this makes me feel really bad. Um, I need to do something about this and I need to be careful that I don't do this again. And you're mindful, you know, that, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm this type of person or I'm that type of person, or, you know, this is how I respond to this. And I, this is how I respond to that. And uh, that means you're thinking on a higher level of consciousness. And when you do that, things can go smoother for you. I believe that is where we are headed on this planet because, we are at a low level of consciousness. We don't use enough of our brains. We don't meditate enough. We don't connect enough to our spirits. 
People are just physical. They want to smoke. They want to drink. They want to do sexual stuff. They want to mess with black magic. They want to do mind control. They want to beat people up. They want to rape people. They want to traffic people. You know, they want to use people. They want to go to bars and they want to go to, you know, strip clubs. And we have to get to a level of evolvement. We have to evolve because if we stay there, our youth, our next generation are going to do the same thing. And then we're stuck. And then things don't go right. Our politicians don't think right. Our um, doctors don't think right. Our therapists don't think right. And then we're all in on this low level of consciousness, repeating the same behavior over, over and over again. And our planet is not moving forward. And I believe our God wants us to move forward. And that means we need to think on a higher level of consciousness. And that's why we have a spirit so that we can do that. So having that shame and processing that shame helps you get there. Um, you can also right your wrong. So when you feel the shame, a lot of people just, they freeze and they don't do anything. And that's not a good idea. You want to do something about what makes you feel ashamed. Otherwise you hate yourself and you say, I want to kill myself. And we don't need to do that. That's a crime right there. You know, when you commit suicide and you don't succeed, you know what happens. You end up in a mental hospital or, you know, in the hospital and the police are right there. <laughs> like, you know what? You committed a crime. You're not allowed to kill yourself. And, you know, that's kind of like, what do you mean? It's my body. I can kill myself if I want to. <laughs> um, no, you can't. It's a crime. Um, so, you know, the police will show up if you commit try to commit suicide and you don't succeed because you're not supposed to do that. So it's murder, you know. So, But you can right your wrongs instead of feeling all of that. Instead of, you know, having it overtake you and overcome you that you just, I want to blow my head off. I'm going to take all these pills. I'm going to hang myself. Um, you don't need to do any of that. Right your wrong. Find out a way to do that because it's okay to be wrong. It's okay. And if the person doesn't accept your apology, if they don't want to hear it, at least you process it processed it, at least you made the effort to make it right. Um, also, it will keep you mentally stable so you don't end up in a mental hospital and, you know, you got therapist bills up the boon yang. Um, <clears throat> you'll be mentally stable. You there's, you know, just recently we've had this huge epidemic of mental illness and, you know, everybody, celebrities, you know, famous people, doctors, um, attorneys, people are talking about their mental illness now. And it's good. It's, it's a good thing because they're talking about shame. They're talking about guilt. And that's kind of what leads to mental illness. But you don't have to, it doesn't have to lead to mental illness. Um, fear, pain, suffering leads to mental illness. But it's because of the processing. And the processing is huge. We have to be able to get through it and deal with it without running to an addiction so that we can wake up the next morning and say, you know what? I hurt somebody yesterday, but I'm going to do this marathon today and I'm going to feel good about it. And then I'm going to meet um, David tonight and we're going to hang out. We're going to have a good time. You know, you can still have a good life. You don't have to sit in your, your dark room and, you know, cry all day long because you made a mistake and you become mentally ill. And then you have to go to a mental hospital and get therapy. You don't have to go that route. Nobody does. Um, then it also, it, why you should be ashamed, it will open your heart and you won't have a blocked heart chakra. So our heart chakra, when we are in pain, when we have heartache or heartbreak or something bad happens and we don't know how to deal with it, our heart chakra blocks. The energy does not come out. It's just stuck there. 
You know, it's kind of like um, if you see in space, you see the nebula just sitting there because <laughs> there's, there's no gravity in space. That's kind of like what our energy is. It doesn't move. It just sits there. Um, and that means that our heart is closed and we're not able to express love. We're not able to express what we're feeling, what we want to do and what's our heart desires. We can't, you know, proceed or forge ahead and do anything because our hearts are closed. Our heart chakra is blocked and we need that energy to flow. So when you're able to process that shame, when you're ashamed and you deal with it, your heart will be open and you'll feel better about yourself and what you did. And then next you um, will be perceived as a decent person. And that's what you want. That's where your inner beauty comes out. So when you are ashamed of what you've done and people know you're ashamed of it, then you feel better. You know, people receive you better. They perceive you as a, as a decent person. You know, okay, we apologize. You know, or, you know this person is, is all right. Okay, you made a mistake. Thank you for acknowledging that mistake. Um, thank you for talking with me through this, communicating something through it. Thank you for not, you know, you know, being around the bush or pretending or saying something that, you know, makes you seem better than everybody or smarter or um, more capable or more competent. Thank you for being normal, being human. And you want that so that you can um, accept yourself and people will accept you as well. Um, you also embrace karma and you take it seriously. Karma is real, you guys. You might say, hey, I don't, I don't believe all that, but it's true. I have seen so many people get their karma back. I have seen, you know, and I'm not like, you know, watching stuff, but I've seen it happen in my life, in other people's lives. Karma's real. And when you put stuff out there, and again, this is energy. We're all about energy. The lightning that you guys saw last night, because it lightened last night, that's energy. Um, we are a part of that. We are a part of all that, you know, the, the sun, the moon, space, the clouds, the atmosphere, we're a part of all of that energy. You know, when you rub your foot against the rug and you touch something, um, uh, it's going to shock it. And that means you have energy. That means it's coming out of you. So that's, a, that's proof right there. Karma is the same thing. It's energy. So you put out negative energy, negative energy is going to come right back to you. You put out positive energy, positive energy is going to come right back to you. So you're more able to embrace reality that karma happens and you're less likely to make a bunch of mistakes where you feel ashamed and guilty. Um, so when you when that happens, you feel it and you know, and so you'll think better next time. And then next, it will improve communication and relationships. So you'll be able to communicate with people better. You'll be able to listen to them, which again is the number one thing we need to do when we're communicating with people is listening, not, you know, talking and talking and talking and trying to get your point across, but listening to what they need. So when you give them what they need, they feel good about you. They want to see you again. They want to spend time with you. They're happy. And then you're happy because you've improved your communication and you're not so insecure that you can't give them what they need or what they want. So your relationship is better. You're happier with each other. You feel good about each other and you're okay. And as we get older, this should get easier, not harder. And unfortunately, in a low level of conscious state of mind on this planet, it's harder as we get older because adults um, block a lot of stuff. They hold on to a lot of stuff and you know you have a lot of stress. Get more stressed out. We have kids, we have jobs, we have 
you know, businesses, we have bills, we have dogs and cats and a house, a mortgage, we have responsibilities. And so, you know, when do we have time to process our emotions? <laughs> we do, we do. Um, and it's important for us to think higher as we get older. That makes sense, right? You're getting older, you think higher. <laughs> uh, when you're younger, of course, you're going to be on that lower level because you're, you're growing, you're building. Um, and so improving communication and relationships is important. And, and also next, you avoid arrogance and haughtiness. So you're not full of yourself saying, I don't care what I did to you. I don't care if it hurt you. I'm, just, I'm ignoring you. I'm not going to call you and say anything. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Nope. Not saying nothing. That's arrogant and that's a haughty attitude. And we don't want that attitude because we want the beauty that's inside of us to come out so that people will respect us, one, and that people will want us around to come back. If you're arrogant about stuff, you don't want to be around the arrogant people. You don't want to be around the person who completely ignores your feelings and dismisses them and says, I, you know, I just don't care. I can do what I want. Those people are usually in very, very, very insecure. Um, so being ashamed helps you avoid arrogance and haughtiness if you process it properly. And then lastly, you get over yourself and you stop being selfish um, because that can cause to be um, not processing it properly can also cause you to be selfish. You know, you you might be one of those people that says, um, me, 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 me. What about me? Uh, you're hurt, but what about my hurt? Think about me. I don't care, you know, I don't want to hear what you have to say. This is what you did to me. And then you end up losing the relationship. And then you go on these shopping sprees so you feel better about yourself because you have no friends. <laughs> so you buy all this stuff and you got a ton of stuff and nobody to talk to, nobody to hang out with, no, no, nobody, you know? And and because you're all about yourself. So dealing with that shame and um, getting through it will help you get over yourself and stop being selfish. Um, so that's important. Um, if you don't feel shame, uh, you will be completely ignorant about who you are. So wholly blind, you don't know yourself. And then you'll be confused if somebody confronts you. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> So you're not going to know yourself. You're going to be, again, arrogant, narcissistic, selfish, mindless, um, indifferent to suffering of others. So you won't care. You're not going to be a care bear. Um, you'll be lonely and alone again, living with 20 cats. Nobody likes you. <laughs> we don't want that. Um, you'll be a very judgmental person. So as soon as somebody says something negative to you, you're just going to judge them and cut them loose. And, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, you'll feel dumb about social cues and social skills. So you become socially inept and then you become ugly. And that happens if you ignore the shame, if you ignore the guilt, you don't process that emotion and you don't do something about it. You want that inner shine. So let's close this. This is a great way to close to the end of the year with an exercise. Um, so... This is recorded, so you don't have to go run and grab a pen or a pencil right now, but I'm recording it so that when it's over, you can turn it on again and listen to it again and do this exercise. I encourage you to do it. Try it. Everybody has something right now that they feel guilty about, something that made them feel ashamed, something they said yesterday, something they said this morning, something you didn't do that you know you needed to do or you should have done, um, a bill you didn't pay. You had to go get some Christmas presents, so you didn't pay that your credit card bill and you're going to be in trouble in January. You know, you feel a little guilty. <laughs> um, there's something there. Uh, think about something, okay? And I hope it's something um, 
that you want to process, that you want to deal with, because it's important to um, be a, um, a positive person and a positive role model to other people in your life. So if you're a teenager, if you're 19 and you've got a brother who's 15 or 12, you want to be a good role model to that person. You want them to know that you're able to deal with stuff so that when they become your age, they'll be able to deal with stuff because little brothers and sisters watch their older brothers and sisters a lot. They watch their parents a lot. And teenagers and young adults watch their parents. They watch their teachers. They watch the leaders. And they want to be able to do what you do. So they're watching you. They're not going to listen to you and say, Say, oh, mom, tell me not to do that. All right, I'm not going to do it. Well, dude, she's doing it. I'm doing it. That's what that's what youth do. They do what they see. So don't bark at people and tell them this and tell them that. Don't do it too. <clears throat> so here's what you're going to do. And I'm going to say this gently like it's a meditation. So listen carefully. Write down something you have done that caused you to feel shame. Write the names of the people involved, everybody who is involved in the incident. Imagine you are that person and you are feeling what they felt. Close your eyes and put on their shoes and think about what they're going through. Write down those emotions. And then write down your emotions separately. Ask yourself why you did it. And don't say, I didn't mean to do it. Because when you say that, you dismiss the reality of the mistake. The mistake is real. You always mean it. And that means that you did it deliberately. If it was an accident, who can say you didn't mean it? But if you did something and you hurt somebody, you meant to do it. So don't say that. Ask yourself why you did it. Next, do some spirit searching. Say soul searching. Yes, there's a spirit of the soul. The soul is the body. The spirit is internal. That is how we start. So do some spirit searching. Write down if your behavior stems work through them. Break down the story behind each of those. Was it trauma? What's the story behind your trauma? Was it jealousy? What is the story behind your jealousy? Was it fear? What is the story behind your fear? And that just means why. What happened? Then, then meditate on these I am worthy. I am loved. I matter. I can do better. And I will. This will help you feel confident and competent, and your self esteem will increase. And then you will learn how to process your shame and your guilt. And you'll feel better about going to the person that you hurt or harmed or made a mistake against. And your inner beauty will shine. That's all I have for you for this inner beauty tip. And then I wanted to give you some reminders. Um, as you 
no, our office will be closed until January the 8th. So that's two weeks um, next week, the week of Christmas and the week of um, the first week of January. So no posting. Um, and I will be doing a, um, a year in review video before December 31st. So be on the lookout for that. That's probably the only post I'll have and any, you know, say Merry Christmas or something like that. And then I'm also going to do a goals for 2024 video on January 8th. And I'm hoping that I will have my partner do that with me um, so that we can talk together about those goals. And then you'll see, you'll know who's um, working with me to continue on with my um, goals to build my youth empire and um, get Rainbow Universe Pageants and Youth Services at a uh, stable place and, uh, you know, progress from there. So thank you so much for listening. I wish everybody a merry, merry Christmas and a very, very happy, prosperous, um, mindful new year. Thank you so much for listening. Toodles.